a Shishkin Productions podcast. In a way, that's kind of what the sizzle reel is. Like, I don't want to say the flagship podcast because we're, <laughs> we're, we're the least important, but this is like where we're it all... like, we're not no flagship. We're like a flag dinghy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, what's up, sizzlers? Welcome to another episode of the sizzle reel podcast. Woo! Woo! We made it. We're... We're just out here just doing these every fucking week, man. Yeah. You know, that's how it is. Powering through. We're on our way to a million. On our way to one milli. One milli. Uh, we're how far of the way there, percentage-wise, would you say, Chris? Um, I think we're about point zero 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 seven three percent A tenth of a percent or something like that? Uh, not yeah. even? Not no, even. I'm not sure how math works. Yeah. One, one one thousandth. That's going to make it all the sweeter when we get there. <laughs> Looking back back on this day. Yeah. Did you know that um, a million seconds takes like about 12-ish days, but a billion seconds takes 31 and a half years? That's a bigger statement on income inequality. Exactly. Did you know there's 525,600 minutes (laughs) in a year? year? (laughs) That's fucking nuts. Uh, And I can't even pay my rent. Hey. Um, Hey. That's a deep cut, sort of. Uh, Chris, what's up, man? How's uh, it going? Uh, you know, it's it's all right. Uh, it was kind of a weird week last week. You were out in Florida, just gallivanting across the state from Miami to Orlando to Daytona. I gallivanted. Yep. The bright line hit another person. Oh, my God. So, uh, yes, people are getting hit by trains. So, I was, uh, you know, doing the old run in the office thing for a oh, few yeah. days. Yeah. I came in on a Saturday to help out a friend with the... Uh, Basically, we got him a gig that required him to work on a Saturday, and it was it was an interesting dynamic because typically when I when we work with him, he's the producer and like I'm the editor. And this it's, time, it's producer Brian. Yeah, it's producer Brian Mann who we've been trying to get on the show for forever. Eventually, he's going to come on. Brian Maxwell Mann, by the way. Uh, yes, not, not yep. the other Brian Mann. No, I think I don't know who the other Brian. Brian Maxwell Mann.com. Check out his portfolio. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was producing him and he was editing. And then I was supposed to be off on Tuesday, but some stuff got pushed basically. And then I, I worked on Tuesday, but that's all right. These yeah. things happen. The other Brian man is the inventor of power bar, I believe. Oh. That's, that, power bars aren't even good. Yeah. Well, that's why he goes by Brian Maxwell, man. Hmm. But yeah, the dynamic was different. You were producing him. You're yep. telling him what to do. It's yeah. nice. You were out here like, hey, buddy. It's kind of cool though because Snippy McEdits. I mean, that's uh, that's why we like working with him as a producer because he understands how like what it is to be an editor and like he works with you pretty. You know, he, he's a very chill producer to work with. He knows what he wants and like he's not he's gonna let you do your thing and trust mm. you to to get there. Yeah, I mean uh, that. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and then you. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you put in a lot of work. We're trying to get you to take a take a vacation. Yeah, I'm actually transferring some stuff onto a drive right now. Uh, just to, I might knock some stuff out tomorrow, to be honest, because Damn, Lisa's bro. working, and like I just want to. The re- we're recording this on a Friday, so when he says tomorrow, oh, yeah. he means Saturday. Yeah, sorry about that. It's uh, insane. That's you got to you got to chill, man. Well, I you just, know what we'll do. I Maybe in get April. In April, you should just take a whole week at some point. I might. Like I might. right now, like you should just plan to take a whole week at some point i might do that you know um but like the th- whatever i'm working on tomorrow is very very simple like it's literally just like a string out i just want to i have to send it off for uh to to get transcribed and 
I just want to send that off like first thing in the morning so that we for sure have it by the end of the day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm just doing it for my own mental health. Yeah. My I feel own, my own I inner feel peace. You. I just feel bad because I'm like, man, if you have to do shit on a fucking, you know, Saturday, that's not. I mean, cool. whatever you do. Sh- you, you work on weekends all the time. Yeah. So. But, but that's because it's got my name on it. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh, you know, we we had the contest. The contest was done. And we, we just have one quick thing about that. Uh-huh. Uh, Eamon won and he decided he gave us this little message he wanted us to play. Wow. I am still in shock from uh, watching that video. That was absolutely incredible. I'm, you know, beyond blessed, feeling so humbled and feeling really proud to to have to have won this award. Um, I know there was some tough competitions, so I just want to say thank you. Sizzle Review Podcast for allowing me uh, to share my petty workplace grievances on your incredibly successful post-production podcast. Um, yeah, thanks again, guys. I'm looking forward to uh, getting together. I'm glad he recognizes the success. <laughs> very, very successful. Um, I am. I'm super excited that Eamon won. Like, yeah, I'm very, very glad. It seemed like the universe understood the contest, and and the the true winner was true. declared. Um, I'm excited, he, excited to see who he brings. Yeah, he it's mentioned his, time. his petty workplace grievances. We're going to get into those in the second half of mm-hmm. the show. We're going to highlight a couple, and then we'll do that again at some point. We'll highlight the, the rest. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Eamon won. Um, it's it's cool. And then, you know, keep up with the, the Sizzle Reel Instagram. You'll maybe see some videos when we actually do go golfing. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, what, what is the Sizzle Reel Instagram? Uh, we are at Sizzle Reel Gang on Instagram and on Twitter. Yes. Uh, we are Sizzle Gang at gmail.com. That's how everyone entered this contest. That's where the emails that we'll be reading are from. Mm-hmm. We are on TikTok at Shishkin Productions. And uh, technically, we're on Instagram at Shishkin Productions. Yeah. But yeah. No, that, that one. I mean, yeah, you could follow that. that that's a different thing. Uh, and then we have the cold line. 332. 333. Yeah, you got to call in. You got to do it. If you call in, um, you leave a voicemail. It's like we haven't said this in a minute. It's cold. It's a cold ass line. Yeah. It is we're not, not going to pick up. You're not talking to anybody. Literally, you're just going to spout your thoughts, monologue for a bit. And then we'll either play it or we'll play a small 10 second chunk of it mm-hmm. because you might have rambled. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're nervous, just just type it out in, in text edit and word, whatever. Yeah. Then, then read it back to us. Yeah. Or or like arrange for a computer voice to read it. That yeah, would be even yeah. funnier. You just know just, I mean? just do the TikTok voice. Yeah. Dude, um, do, do the I Disney voice. The sizzle real gang <laughs> or whatever. Um, all right. Here is a voicemail that was left on that very hotline. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Joe Nana, long-time listener, first-time caller. That's a lot. And I just had a, uh, you know, quick inquiry about how you guys organize your projects. You, you know, for example, me, I have four basic folders that I work out of with a set of subfolders. So it's usually broke down between footage, graphics, audio assets, and sequences. And then in those, I have a series of subfolders related to other things. So I'm just curious. How you guys manage your projects? Do you have a uh, sort of consistent one within the office? Is it project by project? Is it client by client? Just curious. All right, see you. I feel like we've answered this question like a lot. Yeah, but I, I think briefly. Ba- basically, our our root structure is O one project, O two media, O three mm. design, O four exports, and then within media there is um, video, audio. Stills sometimes, Stills like, uh, and yeah, gra- graphics, uh, graphics maybe. Yeah. yeah, and then in design, there's an AE, an AI, 
and a PS, and that's for Illustrator, Photoshop, and After Effects. Uh-huh. And that's where we keep those projects. And then within there, there's assets and projects and renders. Right. So sometimes we keep, uh, if we're working on a heavy After Effects workflow, sometimes we'll put our graphics in the renders folder, but sometimes we'll put them back in the media graphics folder. Yeah. It's not a perfect system, but that's... Well, you want to know, I don't think I've told you this before, but that system, that, stru- that structure... Yeah, where'd you steal it from? Me and Peretti. Vince Peretti really? designed that structure together. Yeah. Huh. At Whistle Sports way back in, way back when, way nice. back in the day. Nice. We, uh, we were going to be working with Vince literally today when, when this comes out, but yeah. uh, something came up. So something came up, but when he comes, he's going to have to come to Brooklyn at some point. Yeah. And, work and, and when he does, we'll we're get gonna, him on here. We're going to get him on the show. Yep. That's going to be good. Hopefully sometime he's got in a lot, April. He's got a lot of stories. Me and him are, we can, we had a lot of stories from, yeah. from Whistle. I've oh, still yeah. never met Vince, so. Yeah, you're going to love him. It's going to be good. And now, can, this, is, this is not Air Vince 1, everyone. This is a different Vince. Different Vince. Vince, Vince Peretti. Spaghetti Peretti yeah. at 4 a.m. This is a real professional. Yeah, he's he's, 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 a, he's the man. Um, Yeah, we have stories from Greece, from uh, Spain, from uh, it's from everywhere. It, he's he's the man. Love that guy. Um, Joe, to answer that question. So, I think he also was talking specifically about structure within premiere because oh, you know he said oh. he, he said sequences right so i was too premiere, I, was, I was so like fucked up when he said inquiry that yeah. I, I missed the first half <laughs> messed you up yeah um within premiere we do o one sequences o two video i think o three is like audio and then o four is graphics yeah and then what i end up doing i always that's that's where we all start right and then i think everyone kind of adds things as they go um what i always add is when I'm using, when I have to import an old project, I always use zero zero underscore imported projects. Yeah. And I always put that at the very top and everything I just dump in there. Uh, so that way it doesn't mess up my actual project. Cause you know, when you import a project, so much crazy shit comes in sometimes and the folders are all fucked up. So I'm like, keep all that trash in zero zero. I don't need that infecting my structure. Now going off of last, I think it was last week, we talked a little bit about plugins. Maybe it was two weeks ago. And one of the plugins I had called Watchtower uh, syncs your folder structure uh, externally with the one in Premiere. Do you think it's worth redesigning a folder structure sometime soon that is it can mirror in uh, premiere uh is uh i don't know i don't think so i don't think so because i don't think that they're the same i think that there's a way to implement that um maybe in like can, can you implement it in like a small way where you can tell it like hey just don't use the project yeah, folder, you, you right? Can, and yeah. then you can add a sequences folder when you start. It, it it might be worth it. I think it's more worth it for you to find a way to implement it using our current structure. Because if we were to put Watchtower on all the computers, then like freelancers come in, there's another, another thing to add to their fucking like brain. And yeah, they, they already don't know how to follow directions to begin with. Yeah. Like I'm they just... literally, I made this b- glorious like, post Bible that has literally all the fucking information in mm-hmm. it. And I've, this has happened like three times now we've with three different freelancers where I've been like, here you go. As I'm prepping the work for you today, take this first hour to, to get familiar with the post Bible, dig around the server, make sure you understand how things are structured. And then at the end of the day, I come in and everything is fucked up. And it's yeah, like, dude, yep. come on. Like it's easy. It's follow directions. It's the fucking easiest thing, dude. Just follow directions. Yeah. I, th- I think it might be, uh, 
I think it might be $25 down the drain on, on Watchtower. It's yeah. just, uh, I mean, it, it's a very good at what it does, but it just doesn't really make doesn't sense work in, for a, in a workflow. Yeah. 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 Um, no, but, uh, you know, speaking of following directions, we're actually looking for the Shishkin Productions content creator intern. Mm-hmm. Um, the, go the find posting just went on the, Indeed yesterday. Yeah, no, it's, on, it's, LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. it's LinkedIn. I think it's going to be on Indeed. We already have a couple submissions and uh, they did it wrong. They did follow directions. Yeah, you fucking idiots. You dumb idiots. Follow directions. Just read the whole thing. If you read the whole thing, you'll see if you just hit apply now on LinkedIn, you're not getting hired. It's not going to happen. Yeah. The the whole point. That is means you're f- just shooting the crazy shots. You're a volume shooter. Exactly. We don't want volume shooters on yeah. the team. We need team players. And look, I get it. It's frustrating to apply to 50 jobs or whatever and like try to be specific to each one. But we're not even asking for crazy shit. Yeah. We literally just said write in like email this email, like mm-hmm. send the email to blah, blah, blah. I'll say it. Jobs at Shishkin Productions. Mm-hmm. And uh, all you have to do is just say why like it was like why you think you'd be a good fit or yeah. and one and something that you're passionate about right now like something in art that's inspiring you or something that you draw inspiration from yeah that's literally all you have to do yeah it's not a cover letter it's just like a small little blurb and the main thing is email us don't just apply on linkedin yeah and so we did this last time and we had between 50 and 100 applicants i believe and, yeah. only and that was in like, we, I think we had the posting up for 20 hours or yeah. something like that. It wasn't even up long. Yep. And only two people followed directions and emailed us. And those were the only two who got interviews. And one of them got the job and she still works with us all yeah. the time. She's, she'll be here today when this yeah. comes out. Yeah. That's, I mean, and she, she got, we got to get her on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We you do. Know, Katie, she's also on, on, uh, on the soccer team. On your she soccer, team, on soccer yeah. team, you know, she's a, uh, she's, she's part of the gang. She's a chiller. Um, let's get into a couple things we got here on the rundown. I wrote a talk about hooking up the live stream for Rax. So our buddy Rax, yeah. um, we're working with him to make a little podcast for him. Then he goes, I want to live stream it. And at first I was like, no, I don't want to do that. But he wanted to do it and he talked me into it and I was like, all right, well, shit. I mean, we have this camera mm-hmm. and we got these mics uh, and we have OBS Fuck it, whatever. Yeah, Let's we, try we have everything that we need to do it. It's yeah. just a lot of extra. So work. we had a tech rehearsal last week, and uh, uh, le- legit, like, it took us, you know, fifteen minutes, ten minutes to set up the camera, get the shot, get everything, get the mics going. We we're like, cool, we're ahead of schedule. And then it took us about three hours to fucking ma- figure out how to hook up the FX6 to the computer to have the live stream going, but yep. also make sure all of the mics were coming in mixed and balanced the right way because of OBS's inability to do multi-channel mix downs or they're very clunky in there. We also had to make sure that every figure out how to do the sync offset and, and make sure that everything was like synced up uh, either way. Yeah. It took us like two to three hours to get that shit dialed in. And we finally, finally did it. So as I was a mostly outside observer for this, cause I was still uh, working on, on editing projects and from my count, I think now this was live on YouTube and every time you needed to change settings, you had to restart the live on YouTube. Yeah. I, I counted at least four different lives. Maybe there were five, but yeah. like first it was 
an issue of like the sink was way off. Sink was terrible. And then we kind of figured out the sink. Well, once we figured out the sink, Rax's mic sounded great, but Sponge's not so good. Yeah. So then on the third try, we got Sponge's working, but now Rax wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys had to do some crazy shit between like three different programs to get it routed properly. Right. So initially we were like, okay, well, we'll run their mics into Adobe Audition, like how we record the podcast, mm-hmm. right? We'll run their mics into Adobe Audition. From there, we will, you know, route uh, it into a submix, generate a virtual submix, then tell OBS to reference that virtual submix. And then that is what's going to be piped into the live stream. Mm-hmm. So people are getting the mix that we're doing from Audition. So you're taking two channels and basically turning it into one and piping that in. Exactly. Yeah. They're getting the whole mix down. Right. And even if we wanted to do four channels, we could still do all that in audition. Yeah. We could even four, we could four do, chan. We could, yeah. Four chan. Yeah. We could do however many uh, channels we want in audition really and, and mix it down. Right. I still think that that is a hundred percent doable. Yeah. But yesterday we were like in the shit where we're sitting there, me and Will are both like clacking away at this fucking computer, trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to make it work and plugging and unplugging stuff. And the talent are just sitting there like on their phones like, okay, uh, this was supposed to really like start like 45 minutes ago. Why are we still, you know, why are we still like doing shit? Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, God. Uh, So were they like annoyed or like they weren't annoyed at all? But I just felt embarrassed. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, I mean, that's the thing, though, is we kind of told them that we've never live streamed before. You know, there's going to be a couple like road bumps. It is what it is. Yeah. I, and I mean, there was a, a bunch of road bumps, but yeah, we got it all sorted. We're not doing that submix thing now. Now we're using a program called Loopback. Every mic technically becomes its own uh, de- audio device. Okay. So whenever we want to add extra mics in OBS, we have to add extra audio devices. So right now the setup is the FX6 is the visual device mm-hmm. and then each microphone is a different audio device. So right now and you, have, can, and you can have all four audio devices. We can have all four active. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we could also we could activate more too. we can activate like a desktop audio device. We could if if sponge is going to end up having a, a laptop, we could probably plug something into that and like let the sound from that also pipe in. I think they need to figure out a new system to play uh, to play calls because he had this old shitty beat up phone and uh, someone called in live and he put him on speaker, mm-hmm. but the speaker is so jacked up on there that it doesn't sound like he's on speaker at all. It sounds like he's just coming through the, oh, the, the normal. normal thing. So I remember he was playing him and I was like, Rex, put him on speaker. He's like, he is on speaker. I was like, oh shit, you need a new phone. Damn. <laughs> but you know, that's, I mean, that's why we did it. We got to work out the kinks. Fe- f- um, not February, April 5th is mm-hmm. when we're going to try to do the first real one okay so a couple things that i noticed is we ne- we need to put some sort of set dressing the set like yeah. this this table looked fucking terrible looked empty the back looked empty yeah we the, need to these, dress everything up yeah if, if we could make these these sound panels just like look prettier yep like i don't know if it's a logo or like just a general painting on something. it or something yeah. that would go a long way i think i think the best bet would be to take these sound panels put a couple like hooks on the sides of them and like like un, like take them off the wall screw hooks in mm-hmm. and then use those hooks put like something that we can just Dra- what, what he can like bring, curtains we almost. can bring stuff in yeah put them on the hooks and it dresses up the back and then we can take them off when we're done yeah you know? that's probably something a good that shout. you can take on and off 
Uh, and then one last thing critique that I had Maybe was to put his throw, rocks up there. Yeah, his rock. I mean, think, I think that's what we're going to end up doing. But I want to I got to throw another light up. We, we I cranked the ISO on that camera because like it was just dark down here and mm-hmm. it was light up there. Yeah. Um, so I got to throw a light down at eye level with the guests or yeah with the talent so like at least they're lit L- up. like a normal lamp or like an I, actual I think light I need to throw this panel light up here somewhere like yeah. behind yeah. yeah i think you're right um but yeah i mean that was a lot of shit and also we couldn't get the camera going at first like i ended up like it just wasn't reading and we were like okay uh that took like 30 minutes to figure out where it's like do we have to connect the camera to the wi-fi and then stream from the wi-fi and i was like there's no way that this shouldn't be working we're using an elgato capture card yeah and so i was just like fuck it i'm just gonna go back here and start plugging and unplugging things i was plugging and unplugging things hitting record on the camera ransom i was like maybe you have to hit record i don't know and i'm just doing shit and then will suddenly was like oh it's up and i was like all right great yeah. i don't know what i did That's but it worked classic so, solution yeah. i don't know what i did but it worked yeah so hopefully that'll um hopefully that'll be uh a smoother next time yeah and we'll yeah. we'll set us we'll set aside two hours before talent even gets here to fucking get everything set up mm-hmm. um last thing before we go to break on air fest yeah yeah that's um so actually what we're recording this on friday as soon as we're done recording this we are going to on air fest which is basically a, a podcast uh symposium i guess symposium. like like it's just a, a little conference uh it's over in williamsburg at the white hotel so it's a pretty it's pretty close to us yep and uh we just got a day pass for today i think it goes through sunday yep um, our, our buddies at anchor.fm uh we're like hey do you want to go to this we can give you 50 percent off and we we're like yeah sure so we're gonna hopefully finally meet our anchor.fm contacts in person that would be that pretty would be cool. Incredible. There, there's a handful of pretty interesting talks or like breakouts, whatever you want to call them. A lot. I will say, a lot of it seems like self promotion from mm-hmm. like different podcasts, different Not, podcasts or different or like, like companies who exactly. are podcast adjacent that have to deal with like you know I don't know growth and like marketing and exactly. stuff like that. Um, Let's each pick one that you find sort of interesting, specifically from today that we're going yeah to. okay so the one i'm looking at is the 350 to 421 uh but if you wanted go, to go ahead go ahead what is that one so this one is called Bur- building your personal brand through podcasting and it says in this ses- session presented by anchor by spotify how long gone hosts chris black and jason stewart are joined by avery Fry- friedman shout out avery a very fried ma- man um that's <laughs> our that's our anchor contact but yeah you can roast her <laughs> <laughs> uh creator relations manager to discuss the power of podcasting to build personal brands and that's that one's interesting to me because in a way that's kind of what the sizzle reel is like we're not really doing it to build shishkin productions but it is kind of like i don't want to say the flagship podcast because we're, <laughs> we're, we're the least important but this is like where we're it like we're not no flagship we're like a flag dinghy yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a flag we're, raft that tom yeah. hanks built in castaway yeah, yeah we're the we're the, we're quickly falling apart raft <laughs> pieces are floating off into the distance but but this uh, maybe it was like the uh i can't think of the word but like the the proof of concept i guess okay, yeah uh, for for us doing podcasts I mean, we've said that before this is this was us fucking around with the equipment learning to use it yeah exactly you know I, mean? I mean that's where this started and i mean in a way we 
I don't think anyone listens, but if anyone does, that is not one of our friends, yeah. then I do think it probably grows the Shishkin Productions brand a little bit. A little bit. But yeah, we don't say a it a lot. Bit. We mostly say Sizzle Reel Gang. But, yeah. but if you're, I mean, if you're a Sizzle Reel Gang, then you're part of, you know, the whole, the whole thing. You know, it's like Google, right? Google's Google. This is like, people think of it as alphabet. It's not. But it's, yeah, alphabet. it's alphabet. You know what I mean? Sizzle Reel's Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> We're the flagship. Chris, We're I, Google. I think it's interesting that you picked that one, the building your personal brand through pocket, because that is the one that Casey from Anchor like was like, hey. This is the one we're doing. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that that's the one you picked. I mean, that sounds the most like like broad and applies to everyone. A lot of these are very specific and are probably very useful to certain niches, but mm -hmm. most of them don't apply to me. Um, OK, for me, oh man, I'm between two of these. I think I'm going to go with. Uh, okay, there's two. I'll tell you what they're called. The first one is called The Power of Localization in Sports Podcasting. Yeah, I was interested in and that the one. the other one's called Inside the Negotiations, Shaping the Podcast Industry. Um, I, so the second one uh, is in person. It's in the main hall. It's a mm -hmm. conversation. So I think that is cool. That's the main reason I'm probably going to go to that one. The first one, though, I think is more interesting, but it's virtual and I do not like watching people talk on Zoom. I fucking hate that shit. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's not the energy is not good. I hate when people do Zoom interviews like it just it. It's not the same. Yeah. Being in the room with someone is so, so different. I agree. But having said that, I do find that one more interesting. It says get your head in the game in this live stream conversation with Locked On Sports. Tune in to learn about their localized monetization strategies and how leveraging audience networks supercharge their growth. So a lot of shitty buzzwords, but I think it could be pretty interesting. And, you know, full disclosure. This isn't necessarily like anything super wild. I mean, I clicked on Locked On Sports. Guess how many Twitter followers they have? This, when you click on their name, it takes you to Twitter. Guess how many Twitter followers they have? Um, five thousand. Twenty nine. So, <laughs> like, so I think Sizzle Reel has it's, maybe it's the weird, same amount. So, I like, feel it's, like I've heard of Locked On Sports before. Yeah, and but. I'm sure that they're like they have. I mean, I'm not t trying to like downplay them or whatever. They have a, the Locked On Podcast Network, Look, and they, they have got, a lot they got of, more followers than we do. They have a lot of shit going on. You know, they're they're obviously working very hard, and it, it's really cool. But yeah, to me, well, uh, actually, actually, it's, we we have more followers. Wow, it's interesting because like I don't know, I don't really care about monetization strategies. But I do care about like trying to find an, an audience and finding a niche. So I, I think that's pretty interesting. <clears throat> it, it just sounds interesting to me. Like I it has nothing to do with what we do. We don't even have a sports podcast, but I like the main things I listen to are sports podcasts. So I just I'm curious about it. Yeah. And, and the two you picked are my number two and three as well. I mean, uh, I will say there is I think I've said it before on the show. There's a reason that I've kept I have like chosen to keep the sports podcast uh, vertical and the comedy podcast vertical wide open mm -hmm. is because I don't want to take a swing at those until like you're positive. we're positive that mm -hmm. it's going to be good and fun and it's going to be something that the hosts want to do. I'm not going to have to like, you know, yeah. like wrangle them to come in and do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something that we're going to enjoy doing and have fun. Yeah, I don't care about making fucking money off of it. But with those two things, because I'm so passionate about sports and comedy, I do not want those things to turn into a job. I want that to be a fun I agree. time that we have. I agree. It. That's just, just where it's at. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. Uh, and then we'll get into uh, some of those email entries about what really grinds your gears. You know what I'm saying, Chris? 
Uh, yeah. We'll have you read a couple of them, too. Okay, send them over. I'm going to have to give you access to the email for Oh, my for God, once. finally. Finally. <laughs> Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs. I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone. We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am and it's like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested? That's the one and only Liam Kazar. Yeah, here's what I'll say. You gotta walk all your gear up and fly the stairs. Okay, that's yeah, never that's, fun. That's, that's no fun. Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound. Welcome back, Sizzlers. Now, we did uh, we did announce that Eamon won the contest. We played his little voice memo to us. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you for that, Eamon. Uh, Shout out, Eamon. Now, did we did we uh, uh, say his email? Like we did, didn't. We haven't okay. read his email yet. Um, and yeah, I feel like what we're going to do here in the second half is read a couple. So why, we should probably kick it off with his. Right? Yeah, because he's the winner. He's the winner. But we had a lot of good entries. So we're going to get to a few more of those. Yeah, as well, we'll get to a couple and then we'll get to the rest of them in a future episode. Um, we're only going to use people's first names. We're not we're not going to dox yeah, people. No doxing. Uh, Eamon wrote. Howdy, Sizzlers. I'm entering the official contest. I work at a large media agency and something annoying that happens at my job is people being distracted while on video on a conference call. Now, I'm not perfect and I may have switched off mentally during a call or two, but I don't understand how people can sit on camera and be clearly texting or scrolling, looking down, clearly distracted at something else. I really don't think it's too much to ask to have a baseline of just looking engaged when on camera. Even a Homer Simpson style effort would be more acceptable to me myself personally. Uh, that's my rant over. I appreciate the sizzle reel giving me grievances, uh, giving me the opportunity to air my grievances in this forum. And then he posts a picture of Homer with these glasses on mm-hmm. while he's sleeping that make him look awake. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a big one. That is a huge one. And I, 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 I've been on a, a bunch of calls last couple of weeks. Really this year I've been yeah. on more calls, I think, than I have in the last like two years combined. Same. I've been on a lot of calls lately. Um, I think I might be a little bit, bit guilty of this, like just optically. It's not that I'm tuned out. I have like my computer is raised pretty high above my eye line and especially the cameras at the very top. So it always looks like I'm looking down. I try to mitigate that as much as I can. But yeah. another thing I do is during meetings, I take notes like yes. I'm always writing on text edit. And I think I might come off as distracted, but really it's the opposite. Like, I just know that I forget things if I don't write them down. Yeah. And it's like, what's the point of having this meeting if I'm right. going to forget everything? Yeah. I feel like um, I've never really thought about that, about how taking notes might come off as being distracted. So I think in the future, when I take notes, I might just preface it in the meeting and be like, all right, I'd be like, and just so y'all know, I'm, I'm taking notes. So if I'm typing, uh, it's not that I'm not distracted. I'm just like writing down what we're talking about. Yeah. I think typically like when we've been doing meetings lately, there's that you, me and Amy are all in it. So as long as like you and Amy look engaged and I'm taking notes, I think it's okay. Or yeah. maybe sometimes Amy's the one taking notes. Yeah. I, I think we're safe, but still it might not come off great. Uh, one thing that I have learned that's like a little hack that I do 
is I take the zoom window or whatever, Google meet, whatever. Yeah. I put it into gallery mode so you can see everybody and I minimize it and make it as skinny height wise as possible. And I make it as wide as I need to, to feature everybody. Yeah. Or I kind of try to move them. I basically put everything that involves people and their faces towards the top of the screen right underneath my camera. So that way, when I'm looking at their face, it looks like I'm looking at the camera. So to them, it looks like I'm looking right at them. Yeah. So it's as close of an eyeline as I can get to looking directly at them, because I feel like that's the only way to look engaged in a meeting, because like even right now, like we're ta- we're talking face to face. Yeah. But if 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 I was looking over here while I was talking to you, you'd be like, what the fuck is this dude autistic? What the hell's going on? <laughs> or whatever. Honestly. Right. But like, uh, not, not in a bad way, you know, cause yeah. we're all on the spectrum, Yeah, but like, uh, you especially me, especially bro, I'm fucking way up there. But like, my point is, uh, if you're looking at your laptop and you got all of them, maybe in the bottom right corner, it looks like you're zoning out. It looks like you're not even listening mm-hmm. to people. You know what I mean? I, um, you know, I tried doing that hack yesterday, but we were on a Google meet meeting and mm-hmm. someone shared their screen. And when that happened, everyone automatically went to the very bottom of my browser, oh. even in gallery. And I was like, motherfucker, man, that's... I didn't even, I didn't, I, the screen was small for me. I just kept that shit all the way at the top and I just had the dock in the bottom. I was scrolling through the dock on my own. I have another but, issue where some, I have a, the dual monitor set up and yeah, sometimes uh, I have, I have the the zoom window or whatever on the monitor that does not have the camera. So it looks like I'm looking away. And a couple of times I've actually addressed that in the meeting. I've been like, sorry guys, I'm on two monitors. I am looking at you. I'm just, yeah, I think that's the best way to do it is to just like be transparent let people know like what the fuck's going on on Mm -hmm. your end. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, now I've never had the thing where he says people are clearly texting. I've never had that before where someone is in the frame, like clearly. Yeah, texting. That, that's, that's some like Adam Schefter shit, like yeah. live on air texting. Yeah, um, it's, um, you know, I, you know, I, I really like that entry. And I think not not all the entries were quality and that one was. So I'm glad that that one won. It's true. OK, let's move on to the next one. What do you got? All right. This one is from Tyler. Uh, he says, what's up, Sizzle Reel? So I'm dealing with this one right now. I had a shoot recently. Uh, I, I believe Tyler is a photographer, yes. videographer. Yes. I had a shoot recently and the producer didn't show up, but I didn't think it was a big deal because we were just shooting a cocktail video. Anyway, when the producer finally sees the edit, he doesn't respond with notes. Instead, he responds with a link to a Drake music video and tells me it needs to look more like that. So not only does he lowball my rate, not show up to the shoot, but he expects a million dollar cocktail video for a few bills. The end for now. Yeah, um, that's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds like a fucking idiot ass producer who doesn't know what he's doing. I just think that it's it's like hilarious that this person after the edit is done, sends a visual reference. Like yeah. if that visual reference was sent before the shoot, I have no problem with that because it's like, okay, well, you know, please understand that for the rate, we're not going to get this exact look, but I appreciate that you've given me a visual reference and I'll try my best to match that mood and get you there. Right. Sure, but sure. after the edits done to be like, I want it to look like this. It's like, it's like well, we already shot it. Well, it's, sh- it's been shot, yeah. man. Like I, I, there's not much I can do about it. Also, what, 
how are you making a cocktail video look like a Drake music video? I need that shit, I need to know more about this Drake music that shit video. That shit is some is like I mean uh, that's why I'm saying I imagine that they're talking about lighting or something like that. But it's lighting like or that, maybe color. Yeah, or like yeah, just general like setup. But it's like at that point the shit's been shot, dude. Like unless yeah. you want to pay to reshoot it again. Um, I don't know. I feel like those scenarios fucking suck, and that is why I re- like don't like working with one-on-one thing i like working with corporations i know that sounds fucked up and like what's it called like sellout but honestly i I mean corporations corporations. tend to be more professional and honestly even the corporations we work with you'd be surprised how disorganized and like just ridiculous they can be sometimes yeah but it's still better than an individual but there's always there's always a a producer yeah with with like corporations there's always a system that's been put in place Mm -hmm. and there is you can always escalate things and you can always if you need to i'm not saying to do that that's definitely a fucking really last ditch thing to do yeah but like you can always escalate things if needed or you can go through the proper channels to get things done or you know you can explain why things aren't possible you can bill extra usually they can approve extra billing exactly or they'll understand that they can't pay that and then the, they have to come up with a different solution and they, they have more resources in general because yeah. they are a real company and they will sign contracts and usually you have to sign contracts and everything is like you're agree you've agreed on everything yeah. everything is yeah. agreed upon yeah. and there is no crazy rugging going on like yeah. no no bullshit is happening you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. the, because, the statement of work is very clear that any scope creep you can push back on because yeah. we, we we've already figured this out i that is i mean i i cannot stress enough how much i do not like working with like individuals on small weird shit i just yeah. prefer not to do it and that's why I probably I haven't worked on cool shit in a long time. That's true. Like anything that's like, quote unquote, cool, because I think everything I think a lot of the shit we do is really cool, but it's not like, you know, it's, it's not, not hip flashy. And like, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, For me, I think like it. I've had a couple horror stories in the past where like, again, just not having an agreement just gets you like it fucks you up. Like, mm-hmm. I remember there was one thing I did for. I mean, fuck whatever else that name called AX Soccer Tours. Um, I don't remember how I got put in touch with them, but like they asked for something and I did it. And then basically because we didn't have it anywhere in writing, it was like a miscommunication. And then they were like, uh, cool. OK, let's do this. And I was like, no, there's no more rounds of revisions like we talked about this. Like, I don't have time to take this on. Like, the only reason I took this flat rate is because I, we agreed on one round. They were like, no, we yeah. didn't. Like we said this. Like, no, we didn't, dude. Like, I would never agree to that. And basically, uh, they ghosted me and never paid. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. But it was like, I just had to had to eat it pretty much. It yeah. sucked. Well, it was, yeah, you I were younger I, and couldn't afford a, like a lawyer at that yeah. point. And like, and like the thing is, it was, I think it was like 900 bucks or like 800 bucks or something. So it's yeah. like, it's weird. Cause like at the time I was like, fuck man, like I need 800 bucks. Yeah. And like, but you know, now it, it's, it's just weird. It's not enough to like. I, all I could do is keep emailing them and yep. keep calling them and yep. like eventually just had to fucking eat it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, however, ironically, something from that place popped up on my TikTok the other day and really? I went into the comments and everyone was like, this place is a scam. And I was like, vindicated, really? vindicated. <laughs> yeah, because basically they just take money from kids who like think they who can be pro players. Damn. And they're like, we'll put you in front of pro pro scouts and like the kids aren't good enough. Well, right. fuck, fuck this company. So that, yeah, yeah, I feel the same way, but we don't have to get into that. Um, let me uh, let me move on to this next one. So 
The next one I have here is from Ellen. Um, Ellen says, hello, something annoying that happens in my profession. Choreographers, quote unquote, hiring dancers for no money, but saying that the payment is an exposure, an opportunity. Additionally, great dancers agreeing to dance for free or very little money, hence ensuing a vicious cycle of dance artists not getting paid for their work while simultaneously taking opportunities away from artists who do ask for payment. Uh, Race to the bottom. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's an issue in every creative industry, probably, and probably some non-creative industries like Uh, that. That's the whole like unpaid internship, you know, that that whole conversation. It's that same idea. It's it's the I feel like it's I I don't know too much about it because I'm not like in the dance world, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's especially bad in that because you remember when all of the stuff came to light about how cheerleaders basically don't even get paid or something like that. That's incredible to me. It was like, are you joking me? Like these are professionals who are on TV and performing night in night out at all of these events. And they probably have to do extra events like meet and greets and signings and appearances at schools and shit like that. Yeah. And like they don't get compensated for this. I, I, and this might be, this might be a big jump, but I think there is a parallel with like minor league baseball. Those guys, I think they get paid something like $25,000 a year. And, you know, just for the hope of eventually getting to a point where they can make millions, you know, and like these farm systems for the MLB, which is a billion dollar organization, the farm systems basically the, the MLB profits massively off of them having you know, a fucking system of, of players yeah. to, to grow right. and the players themselves make less than minimum wage to play 180 games a year and it's travel insanity. everywhere, be away from their families. Like it's insane. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, uh, I mean, I think I've told you about this before, but I've had a concept, a Bruin for a documentary that I've always wanted to do about the Boston lo- Bruins, a Boston Bruins, um, lower league soccer in England, because, uh, same yeah. thing. It's like mm-hmm. when you're like way low in the pyramid, and your team is like, you know, just a normal like local team. Where do the funds come from to make that team? A lot of them are are, are some of them, I guess, are owned by the fans and the fans support the team and they That's pay the cool. money. That's cool. Yeah. But still, like the finances of something like that and then being like a player in a place like that where you, you have to have a second job and shit like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's really interesting. But this particular thing from Alan about the exposure and opportunity, that is another thing. Dude. Where it's It's such a bummer because like. I kind of uh, it's like I get I don't want to sound like a like a fucking, you know, bootlicker, but I get both sides of it. I guess like there's no boots to lick in the situation on the corporate boots. I don't know. I, I I get both sides of it because for me, it's like like right now, I don't know, these podcasts like that we do. Yeah. No one gets paid to fucking do those. That's <laughs> you know what I mean. But like. I also try to be very clear and be like, yeah, just don't do it if you don't want to. Yeah, but we're like, also not making money on it. That's yeah. the thing. Like, if you're a massive corporation and you're farming out people for free work for exposure, then fuck you. Like, you can if you can afford it, pay your people. I kind of understand it for some like smaller businesses that just really don't have the resources, but they need something yeah. which like I sympathize with a little bit but also at that point like I believe if if you can't pay workers then you can't be in business like if paying your people proper prices puts you out of business then you have a bad business model yeah it's almost like that same idea I, th- I feel like we've mentioned this like just recently on I the mean, pod probably. but it's almost that same idea of 
if you can't tip, don't go to a restaurant. You know what I mean? Don't I go mean, out to eat if you can't tip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's built in. You have to understand that. Yeah. Um. You you got one more for us, right? Before we before we uh, shut it down for the week. I do have one more for us. This one is from Will. Um. I won't dox him, but we know Will very well. He says, "Hello, Sizzle Reel Gang. I'm a longtime listener and first time caller." Peeves of mine in the world of an aspiring musician. Musician? Musician. Inquiry. Inquiry. <laughs> musician. Musician. Who the fuck says musician? Um, you got called out, bro. By me. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so he actually gives two two peeves. I was also thrown off because the way he spelled peeves. There's an apostrophe that's possessive. Sh- shouldn't be that way. Okay. Well, um, those are peeves of his. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, uh, why don't you read uh, both of them? Okay. The first one is... We'll take a break after the first... Like, we'll do the first one. Respond. Okay. Second one, respond. Okay. First one. The venue isn't paying you well? That's cool. I get it. Money is hard. The easiest solution is to let me drink for free. But what do they do instead? Two drink tickets. Is that a fucking joke? Spare me. Your drinks are marked up 80%, but you can't let me drink five gin and tonics. Go chug bleach and live stream it. Hey, we we know how to do that now. Now we know how to actually live stream it. Uh, Yeah, that's true. I mean, again, this goes back to artists getting paid. Like, yeah, if the the venue is hiring or bringing in a musician to create an attraction for that night for people to come and drink at the bar. The musician should probably be compensated more than like just here's two drinks because mm-hmm. what's two two drinks? Say you get two beers, it's at well, like seven, seven, it's like fifteen bucks. Yeah, that's so that's, you got fifteen bucks. That's some well, bullshit. And think about it for for the actual what what it costs the business is yeah. probably four dollars something like that. Yeah, it's a little wild. But you know it's weird because this one going back to like exposure. If you're like a very not not a green artist but if you don't have any traction yet playing shows does give you exposure so i kind of get that yeah two drinks is not enough and then they let you i mean the fact that you're selling merch i guess i guess yeah you also have to pay up front to have that merch made so that's a whole different thing that's about the economics of music that shit is all fucked up i feel i feel like you should get like at least five drinks you know i think you should get um i mean i think you should get paid but i think what it's weird. It's in different states because some of them, it just depends on the um, the the laws. But, you know, like in Oregon, I know in Portland, you if you serve liquor mm-hmm. or beer or yeah, whatever. Just, yeah. You also have to serve food. Yeah. And your kitchen has to be open as long as you're serving drinks. Exactly. Uh, and I think what a lot of venues in Portland will do. I don't know if I might be I might be completely like out of pocket, out of pocket. but. I believe what at least some of them do is give you food tickets as well. And so that's kind of cool because then you can eat dinner and you can have a drink or two during that night of your show. So you're not like, okay, great. Let me uh, see how much money I scrounged up for merch. And uh, is this going to cover gas home? And is it going to cover my dinner tonight? Yeah. Uh, probably not, and you're still gonna you're so you're gonna lose five bucks or whatever, lose ten bucks mm-hmm. by playing tonight. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I, you know, and I also kind of get it from the bar's perspective. If you have a five piece band, you can't. I mean, that's and you're giving them all five drinks. That's twenty five drinks. That's not exactly cheap. I mean, it's yeah. still less than what you should be paying to have live music. But you know, it does add up if you have like three acts on that. I night. just think that like you shouldn't, and it's all up to the bands to determine these deals. But like. 
I figure maybe like a percentage of the bar is yeah. fair. Yeah. I you think know what so. I mean? Like, I don't know like what the payments are, but then the bar is not going to allow that. If the band is really small, they're going to be like, well, you're not bringing people. People are just coming here and seeing you. So yeah, it's, it, it's such, it's such a fucking mess, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's his first one. What's the second one? Second one, the cold call email. We've all done it. And this is definitely not exclusive to musicians. I know this person receiving my cold call email might not want anything to do with what I'm saying to them, but they could be more understanding of the grinding musician that's blasting out a million cold call emails. Most of the time it's press related. So I guess the bigger problem is the incestual circle jerk of PR companies and blogs slash playlisters branch out idiot. You might learn something. I know it's late in the email, but this is not safe for work. <laughs> okay. And then he says, goodbye, Sizzle, Sizzle Real Gang. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit guilty of this one, too, because I've been getting a lot of cold call emails about people trying to sell me their services. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also, like, not a press. Like, I'm not a PR well, firm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little different. I, I actually kind of disagree with Will on this one because... I if I'm sending out a bunch of cold call emails or like cold emails trying to get people to listen to my tunes. Yeah, I would rather just not have them just not respond if they Mm -hmm. don't want to write about it. Or I'd rather have them respond after they've written about it or just like just don't respond at all. I don't care. Like unless it really struck you and you really like the tunes. Yeah, because I've had that before where this happened like last year where like I hit up some random podcast and I was like, Hey, I just wanted to show you my music. You know, um, if you ever have any slots and you want someone to come on, I'm happy to come on and chat. Um, I don't know how long went by six weeks, something Mm -hmm. eight weeks. I think it was like six weeks enough of time that I'd forgotten that I even sent that. And I it was out of my mind, literally not even on my radar, like completely forgot about it. Completely forgot the name of the podcast, everything. Even to this day, I don't know the name of the podcast. Um, and then I get a response that's like, hey, uh, I just don't like the music. Like, I think it sucks, basically. And I was like, I mean, it wasn't that. But yeah, that was the idea. It was like, hey, um, thanks for writing. Uh, you know, thanks for submitting. Uh, I just I just don't like your stuff and I don't want to talk to you. And I was like, OK, well, then just don't respond. Dude. Yeah. Like, I don't need you to tell me you don't like it. Like what? That's the dumbest shit. It's yeah. like when blogs write or, or, critically about music nowadays. It's like you don't need to do that. You needed to write critically about music when it was hard to discover music and people were like, fuck, man, do I want to spend 20 bucks on this record uh, before I heard it? Uh, I need someone to like kind of tell me if it's worth the 20 bucks. Yeah. Now it's like it's all fucking free. Yeah. There's no need to shit on musicians. Just don't fucking do it. I um yeah no I get that I it also but he comes he comes back to it here right he says the ancestral circle jerk of PR companies and blogs slash playlisters again that's just a bigger music problem that's payola again it's payola all over again you know like the main way people find music now is through playlisting and through Spotify well the main way people get on playlists now is to pay to get on them so it's like literally pay to play it's the same exact thing that was happening on the radio and whenever payola was yeah. the 60s or whatever the fuck that was uh, how it's always been honestly yeah there's no there's no democratic solution to music unfortunately like it's always as long as people are trying to make money off of it it's gonna be a fucked up top heavy capitalist uh industry you know yeah i mean that's how it always is the people at the top make the money and the people the labor uh does not yeah the people at the top make the money and everyone at the bottom 
forms the biomass that supports all of the people at the top. I know, right? It's like, hey, you you fools, if you keep trying this shit, you're going to eventually make it one day. Just kidding. But you are going to support everything that we do. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's close it out, dude. The, yeah. the greatest segment of all. The one that has its own theme. Should we play it now? Here it goes. What we learned last week. All right. So, Chris, I'll kick it off. What I learned last week. Mine's pretty quick. I learned how to live stream. I learned how to do it. I think it's important. I think it's cool. Maybe one day we'll live stream a sizzle reel. Who knows? Well, more importantly, we learned how to live stream from our cinema camera. Like, yeah, obviously we could live stream from a, a an iPhone on Instagram or from our MacBooks, whatever. Yeah. But we learned how to actually set up a proper good live stream. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of nice. I mean, maybe we should make, I don't know, just so much fucking maintenance, but if we get that content creator intern, maybe we can make a, a YouTube channel for the company and yeah. then just, I don't know, maybe we could just live stream what's going on at the office. Just set up the camera. Yeah. Why not? Uh, who the fuck knows? Live, we'll st- live stream, uh, our Bino games. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, what'd you learn? I learned, and this has nothing to do with production, uh, but it is related to Brooklyn where we're based. The Brooklyn Nets super team of uh, Kyrie, James Harden, and uh, Kevin Durant played a grand total of 16 games together over the last two seasons, over the two seasons that they were all on the same team. Wow. 16 games. That's it. 16. Out of a possible, what, like 120, 130, something like that. Yeah, something like it. Yeah. Wow. So that's a, basically a tenth, something like a yeah. tenth or something like that yeah. in other games. Pretty sad. Um, yeah. Fuck you Kyrie. Know, I mean, that's... Uh, and fuck James Harden. And Katie's kind of a snake, but I like him. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, I mean, they're just basketball players. I I think that uh, when it comes down to getting a super team together like that, it's, uh, it's kind of karma, right? You're yeah. out here... I don't fuck with the way the Nets have built a team ever. I think that it's some bullshit. I don't like the way they do it. And I think that that team, I hope, is never going to make um, a finals because it's karma for the way that they treated Kenny Atkinson. It's karma for the way that they treated Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie, everybody who was a part of that team that was good and was a rising team and was built like a real fucking team. Yeah. And then they came in and just blew it up for no reason. It's the most entitled bullshit, big money garbage I've ever seen in my life. I mean, unfortunately, though, it's like that's kind of how you win in the NBA. There's very few teams that win. Cavaliers. Cavaliers are like third right now in the East. Yeah, but they haven't won anything. Yeah, but I mean, they're positioned better. I, I right mean, now. even like you look at teams like the Lakers. I mean, they're a super team. They blew it all up. The Lakers are trash, though. Yeah, but they they won one by blowing it up and getting their super the team. The Suns. The Suns, the Bucks, the Suns are not really super teams. They no, built but, that. But they the, built all that. The Bucks are not. The Bucks are not. The Warriors are are not, except for that one time they got KD. Yeah. Um, the Suns are not. The Suns are not, but they didn't win. Yeah, but but I mean, only one team wins, and the Bucks are the ones who won. I know. But, but the, I'm ja- just saying, the like, Jazz are not. I the know. Heat aren't. Like the the, the era of the super teams basically over. I feel like now people are like starting to build teams again. You I know? Th- I think they are, but for the last maybe fifteen years, that's not how it's been. It's always been definitely a, not. No, no, it's but, been a big three. Yeah, but right now, it's not the last 15 years. It's a new era. It's a new era that's starting. I mean, it Every might be. Team, it, it is 100%. I mean, name, name, name super teams right now that exist. There is none. The Lakers and the Nets, those are the only two. And they're both very underwhelming. The 76ers 
Mm, probably you. That's just a trade. Like that's yeah, just a trade that but happens. What I'm saying, you know what but I mean? if the Nets do win this year, yeah, they but, could. Sure, but that's not a real statement because that's just saying if this thing happens. Like, oh uh, yeah, if a fucking but I'm if, saying, a, if but, a bomb goes off at it, well, I shouldn't even say crazy shit like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but it ha- it, but you're also saying that the super team is over, but it's not yet. Like, but name other super else, teams is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, well, I mean, can you? There aren't. They don't exist. Not right now. No. Yeah. I'm talking about over the past 10 or 15 years, though. Yeah, but I'm talking currently in the NBA. Yeah, there are no more super teams. I know, but that's why the, the Nets had to had to do that, because like... Because they wanted to compete. Exactly. They wanted to compete now. They wanted money is what they wanted. Well, yeah. They wanted to build fucking a, money is what they well, wanted. Well, they and gotta, that's all that team has ever wanted. Yeah. That's why they even fucking moved from Jersey. Well, that, that's what that's the whole the, league is. The, the that's whole point not is true. to make that's, money. Yeah, but that's not true of all ownership groups. Not all ownership groups want big money because if they did, they just move the team. Yeah, like, I get that. But the Pacers, the, the Nets are trying to compete the with the Knicks. Team, like, you know they, I mean? They're trying to get a, a fan base. Like Brooklyn is the, if it was its own city, it'd be like the third largest city in America. Like No one asked the Nets to move to Brooklyn. I know. The, you know what I'm the, saying? The they were doing to make fine more in Jersey. They were doing great in Jersey. That team was fucking lit. Like, yeah, I agree. But the, it was some bullshit. Prohorov was a fucking idiot. He didn't know anything about basketball. He just wanted to make money. He came and he fucked that team up completely with that trade, bringing in all those old motherfuckers. Then finally, when they finally, finally recovered from Prohorov's bullshit, it took them like 10 years of being a shitty, terrible, overrated team. To finally recover and start building a natural thing with Kenny Atkinson and all them. Yeah. And then Joseph Tsai came in and fucked it all up again. And it was like, dude, guys, let the team develop. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I, I, I hate that fucking team. Look, I, I, I agree. Least I, favorite team in the league. I agree. I don't like the Nets, but I understand why they why they do it that way. He, he's thinking long term, trying to build a base to like a, a fan base to compete with the Knicks. Yeah, but I don't think that's a good way to build a fan base. No one's going to go, oh, wow, this team went ahead and brought in all these players who have no connection to my franchise. I'm going to start following them. The way you build it is, I would argue, this team had more real fans when they had that Kenny Atkinson, Jarrett Allen, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie team than they do now. I I don't think they have real fans now. I agree in a way because like I was rooting for those. Same here. I love that Nets team. I like that Nets team a lot and now I don't root for them anymore. But think about it in terms of if they win a championship with this big money whatever kids like are watching now and they watch them win a championship they become fans for life well because what happens is you're not getting nets fans you're getting kd fans you know what i mean you're getting kd fans you're getting Kyrie fans you're getting harden or now simmons i guess yeah fans those fans are wearing a nets jersey but they're not Nets fans. I'm, yeah, but I I'm think just talking other about people would have. I think the other people were would have been Nets fans. It, like the people who liked that Nets team would have actually kept fucking with them. And I, I say that from my own perspective, too. If they had kept that core together, I would have been like, oh, OK, actually, fuck with the Nets. Like, this is tight. Yeah. But the fact that they did that bullshit, blow it up type move. How do you blow it up when your team? I, I think they finished sixth in the conference yeah. and they were pre- projected to finish like. Uh, probably like 13th or something. And it's like, 
when your team finishes sixth in the conference, how the hell are you going to blow that shit up? Yeah, see, like, I'm okay with... That's crazy. I'm okay with, like, adding a superstar, finding a way to do that, yeah. but not, like, literally sending everyone on your team out to get two guys back. Thank or, you for your service, Kenny. You overperformed. Yeah. Now off with your head. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. It's some fucking bullshit. Yo, Man, okay, now we're going we're we're to bring... <laughs> we're bringing in Steve Nash. Dude, I'm not trying to turn this into a fucking uh, sports podcast, yeah. but I would love to do a basketball podcast. That'd be fun. All right, look, let's... Uh, where they can where they can find us and then we'll get the fuck out of here. And uh, we are first. at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter That's and right. Instagram. Uh, we are Shishkin Productions on TikTok. We mm-hmm. are 332-333-4361 on the cold line. And we are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Patreon is dead. Patreon is dead. Uh, long live Patreon. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. See ya. Productions Podcast.